to episode four of the Unique Individuals podcast with me, Batesy and Josh. Cow, unfortunately, has had to miss this week. However, he should be back next week. Josh, how are you, mate? I'm not too bad, mate, at the moment. Um, it's definitely getting to the pointy end of the finals with games coming up in a few days. Semi-finals just finished. So, there's definitely a bit to talk about. Um, and really excited what's, ho- what's in hold for the next two weeks. For sure. I think, you know, this, this week's finals is a bit very different to the first week. It was much more um, intriguing, I guess you could say. It was very... Yeah. There was a lot a lot of running storylines going through, especially heading into this week. And a lot's happened within the world of footy since we last recorded on... Gee, when we last recorded? Wednesday, Thursday. Last Wednesday, I think, Thursday, it Wednesday yeah. I think it was Wednesday. So, and we're recording on a Tuesday now. So, yeah, a fair bit's happened since then. Um so I think we'll get stuck into it. We'll we'll look at finals first, and then Josh, you'll you'll be in charge of looking at um trade trades and rumors, yeah, everything else. So, yep. um, so we'll start with uh, St Kilda versus Richmond. Uh, I think the main talking point from this game, unfortunately for St Kilda, for starters, not making it through to the next round. I think they had a really good season. Yeah, for starters, I think they they deserve to probably you know go have a bit more of a you know fight against Richmond. Although they did, um, I think I think the main talking about. Poor, there was two main talking points was uh, St Kilda's inaccuracy in front of Goff and they kicked something like 12 behinds. Yeah, yeah. Which was, you know, very, that's not really good. And then there was an art call for that lost in touch. Yeah. That come through. Yeah, that was definitely interesting. So the Tigers ended up winning the, by 31 points, 12 goals, 80 to St Kilda's 6 goals, 13-49. So yeah, it, it's definitely with the chances. St Kilda, because I think... Um, it was in early third quarter. They kicked about four or five points in the row. And Richmond went down the other end and scored a goal. So I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think Richmond got a big they kicked, let off against St. Yeah. Kilda. I think they I kicked, still. Sorry, yeah. Um, they kicked two goals, five in that third quarter. Yeah, um, I think the Saints. I think Richmond have not been at their best. And St. Kilda, if they'd kick, if they'd kick straight, they'd be playing Port next week. So I feel. Richmond need to really step up and, and obviously and as well like um Tom Lynch, that knee to the I think it was the shoulder. Uh I think it was the head. No, I think it was the head or shoulder. It was high. Yeah, it was like the, it around the neck area. And the uh, tribunal sat and offered I think it was a seven hundred dollar fine for for like yeah, NFL football um, who'd be on a lot of money a year, yeah, which it, it, I think is disgraceful. Like I think that's I think the the amount of times that Tom Lynch has been sent to the tribunal this year, he shouldn't be playing in a prelim. I don't think that's right. And it, yeah. it seems, it does feel like there's some sort of agenda towards Richmond being that if their players get sent to the tribunal, they most of the time get off. It seems, yeah. it seems, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say, oh, it's Victorian bias is like a lot of supporters do, but it seems very off that, you know, people can get done for the same sort of stuff. Yet Tom Lynch has been sent, I think five or six times this season in a shortened season. Yeah. And, yeah. It's it just shouldn't be you know shouldn't be on anymore. It should should be suspended just alone for that. You'd think. Yeah. So I think it was about three times in about four or five weeks that yeah, it's um, fine for striking. And the third time it was straight to the tribunal, but uh, there wasn't enough force in that. But still, um, about all the strikings, um, hit like hit. I think it was one of the Brisbane players in the back of the head. Um, in in that game, um. And, but yeah, so it's the amount of times he's been let off. Like, there's definitely going to come to that one stage where he's going to go too far. Um, 
and definitely get rubbed out for weeks. Yeah, for sure. So it'll be interesting. I think what they need to. There. I think I saw a tribunal guideline um, little handbook thing, and I had to read, and it had intentional high contact as a week, and that knee was intentional and high. Well, yeah, because so that's exactly what he did. Um, I don't know it, what they ended up judging the impact as. I think my um, play was low grade I can, intentional. I can have a look at it right now. Uh, either up, either way, there's no excuse it, for it. it. Yeah, like it doesn't matter if he if he does it or not. Like it's not part of the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like you think, and it's like, and I think Dimmer Hardwick came out and said, "Oh, that's the, re- the reason that we're in, into our fourth prelim yeah, right yeah, now is because yeah, our players man. are playing hard." And, and I think I came I did out, see that. I came on Twitter and I said something along the lines of, well, so you got into a grand final or got into prelim finals by playing, like, grubs. Yeah. That's basically I, what he's saying. I did see that. So, see, he only got charged for misconduct, it was. Yeah, that's disgraceful. So, it, was, it was intentional so It was it, intentional high contact. Yep. And, and so, Trent Cotchin as well, that high tackle on Zach Jones. On, that was Zach Jones. That was horrific. That was one of the worst high tackles I've seen. And then you see the oh, way Trent Cochin, for that. You see the way Trent Cochin conducts himself after he does a high tackle if you go back and watch it. And he's laughing and he's giving flack to the St. Kilda players because I think they missed the shot and go afterwards. And he's smiling and didn't yeah. check on how Zach Jones was at all. Like, does, and for a captain of a football club like Richmond where he's won two premierships. And Trent Cochin gets highly, highly condemned by, you know, everyone. Yep. And... It's just, you know, and you just look at that and, like, I know a lot of people who don't like Trent Cochin. I, I, I'd like to think he's a good player, but that that incident on um on Friday night changed my perception of him completely. Yeah. yeah I, think, um, I think just, just the, the way that he's, he's handled himself. He's definitely doing a lot more. The way that he's handled himself. But then you look on the flip side of the coin and you've got to respect all the players like Basher Hawley, who had probably had one of his best games of the season. Yeah, so I think he had 32 possessions. So he, he was one of the best players for the Tigers. I'm surprised he didn't get... The man of, man of the match award I, I think, by the fans because that was awarded to I Shea think, Bolton. I think oh, Shea Bolton also had a ripping game. Yep. He broke the game open yep. right at the start. So, it, um, so confirm it is Shea, not Shy. So I think uh, I said yeah. Shy a few times. Shea, Shea Bolton, yep. Um, but yeah, Basher, I think the way Basher conducts himself, I have a lot of respect. Like, I don't I don't particularly like Richmond. But, no, but I'm, he's I'm, one of the guys. I'm a Crows fan, obviously, so I, I don't like. think any Crows fan really does. But. I, the way the man conducts himself on the field yep. is so much to the like, whole opposite of Tom Lynch or Trent yep. Cochin. And not even on the field, but off the field off a the lot field, of times. Yeah. Especially, I'm not sure if you caught the back end of... The um, interview? Yeah, yes. the interview after the game. And he sent that message like to his mum and like his Everyone, people. Like, yeah, he, like, like he, he, he's just a bloke that he can't hate. Um, except for the one time where he... He whacked Jed Lamb in the mouth. So, yeah. but, um, but he's and you think now as well, Basher Hall has been stitched up with two non stiff medals as well. So, he yeah, yes, he has he's, been. He's like, been rough. Been very, very close, and both of them taken off. And by definitely 2017, before, he still so. deserved it. I'm not too sure about last yep. year, but I think Basher Hawley is probably Richmond's, Richmond's most underrated player. And we'll, we'll get into another really underrated player, and I think we can move on now. I think that's everything covered about. um the first round. So Richmond go through to play Port next week. And yeah, Geelong, so that's going to be, it's been Geelong versus Geelong versus Collingwood. Now we'll get to Geelong's defense and, you know, the rest yep. of the game first, but I want to put a big, big shout out, a big, big pointer to Mitch Duncan. Now this man has been the most consistent, most underrated player in the comp for the, as, the longest time now. And it's, he's finally starting to get recognized. I think he had 32 or 33 touches with 90, 95% efficiency, which is just yes. incredible. 
Yeah, like he's he's definitely a guy who's who's gone under the radar. Um, especially in the past few years with the likes of Selwood, Dangerfield, yeah, Ablett, uh, Ablett, um, come through, yeah. Sometimes and and not just Mitch Duncan but uh Ken Guthrie. Who's, yes, and he's definitely starting to come through a lot. Um, and another man who played a very good game as well was um Jed Buse, I thought. He he had a really good game. It was yeah. day out. It, it it was definitely one of his better games. Um, I think I think it, every I think every Geelong player played not, well though, really. It, it was it, it definitely might not be shown on like the stat sheet, but um he is a very, very um good player as best uh, debuts. So we we we'll go look on Geelong's defense now. Collingwood did kicked one goal, so and they that was one goal until, until three. No, so what, it was one goal up until the five or six minute mark in the fourth quarter. That's that's amazing. And, and Geelong and then just they stomped four, on them. Then they kicked five for the game, so they kicked four in the last quarter. But in the first three quarters, they kicked one goal, which was a Jam- one goal, which was one, a very which was a very goal. scrappy Jamie Elliott goal from memory as well. Yeah. And then there was definitely they had some chances. I know uh, probably one of the big ones, Jordan Degoe. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how far far out it was. Like I, I actually missed it, but um, I managed to have a look at it after in the replay. But you look as and well. And he completely messed up. Now up. this that man got picked up. He's a bit more of a mature. I think he got picked up in the rookie draft, well, very late in the draft. Is this John one Noble? Of, uh, no, no, no. This is this is Geelong's Tom Stewart. Um, Stewart. He yeah. has been, and I don't think he made All Australian this year, but he definitely did last year. Yeah, he, he did is last year. A superb, superb play. He runs that Geelong defense so well. He links up the play easily. He, you know, he's just like Geelong's defensive model is very much build up orientated, where it's you know we'll, we'll just go slow, we'll go at our own pace until we're ready, and it just works so well. And it's and it's quite players like Tom Stewart, players like that thrive off of that sort of system. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just last year. Like he also made twenty eighteen All Australian, so he's already two exactly. time All Australian. Well, there you go. And he how old um, is he? Twenty three, twenty four. 27. So oh, 27. He, so he's mature. Yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. So picked yeah. up 2016 draft. Pick 40 it was as well. So Yeah, that's a steal. He, that's an absolute yeah. steal. Uh, 100%. Definitely great pickup. For the Cats, with that one, Like he's probably their most important defender. Yeah, oh, for um, sure. Or oh, him and Harry Taylor, I, I feel. Yeah, Harry Taylor. Cause and Mark Fitzsars can awesome. get back there as well. Yeah, he's back in rug. But with, with Harry Taylor, I, I don't think a lot of people actually are recognised. How long he's actually playing, like the importance he's had. For oh, Geelong, he's he's because a I lot of Geelong's players in get all their in all their premierships. Yeah, and well, he's top five for the most finals ever. You think, think like you think thirty now? All the all these like underage long players get overshadowed by the big guns. So don't get me wrong, Patrick Dangerfield has played a career best game on on Saturday night. Yep, he had yep. one of the best games, and you know it hurt me watching as a Crows fan, but I just. You know, you couldn't help but smile. Like, the the bananas he was kicking on the boundary and just how subtle he was when he kicked them, just, that's what I do. And, like, you know, for a player of his calibre, like, we've, you know, he, he seemed like, and I think I covered this in the first week, he seemed like a player who wants to play in a grand final on Saturday night. Yeah. He yeah, seemed he driven. He seemed like he was ready to break the game open. He seemed like he, he, and he did, he grabbed it by the scruff of the neck. He was taking all these contested marks. He was bringing the ball to ground. He was, you know, going and in, 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 uh, insane angles and just nailing shots and nailing targets and just everything was perfect yeah. for danger. And Hawkins came out and had a really good game as well. Yeah, so both with four goals and just touching on with danger and like his free goal from boundary. Like I was saying this um, 
uh, to you and Cal, but if that was uh, Dusty in yeah, the well, comments has been going mad. Out, yeah, the commentators would be going mad all over social media. But because it's not Dusty and it's Patrick Dangerfield, it wasn't as high, which I didn't get. I think Danger still gets a fair bit from commentators and everyone. He he still does, but not as much as Dusty. I and think like, Dusty's much more polarizing, though. Yeah. You know, if you but that that's that's a big rabbit hole of a debate. That's just yeah. That's there's no point arguing with that. I think yeah. You know, it just it, yeah. ha- it happens when it happens. You know, they're both yeah. in, they're both great footballers at the end of the day, and they're both yeah. Brownlow medalists. Yeah. So, and one's a two-time Premiership player. So you know, you look at that and some of yeah. the, some of the yeah. best players of our generation right there. And you know, it's I think I think we we're privileged to watch them, especially now when especially Dan just coming to the you know the twilight of his career. Same with people like Joel. So with Gary Ablett in his last season. You know, like there's yeah. a lot of, I think, I think that second prelim um, on, I think it's Saturday as well. That will be, I think that'll be the neutrals prelim. Whoever wins that game is going to be one, yeah, so supporting them in the grand final. Wait, so it's Brisbane Geelong. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a neutrals delight. I was on the St Kilda bandwagon. I was as well, um, but, I'm, but I'm, also, now, I'm on the Brisbane bandwagon personally. Yeah, like I, I was on the Brisbane bandwagon was last year because the Eagles played on the Friday night when. Got knocked out by Geelong, and I was like, "Okay, I just jump on Brisbane playing GWS." Yeah, and they managed to lose. So, not sure what happened there. But, but this, set, this feels like a different Brisbane team now. They, they're much more experienced. Locking it, it definitely is. It definitely is. But you um, think next season, if they pick up Joe Danaher, that's a potential dynasty. Yep. yep. If and they can get it fit, and and I think we'll get into the trade rumors now. I think you know we've covered the finals and. Yep. We'll go more in depth into the future matchups yeah. later in the week with Cal when he when he's back yeah. with us. But um, um, and and just uh, touching on with Brisbane, I'm not sure if you've seen, um, but there has been rumours. I'm I don't think it's gonna happen, but with um, Adam Trelaw, his Gold Coast, his partner, I, I like just up in Queensland because his partner signed. I think yeah. it was a ten month deal with um the Queensland. Firebirds, not or I think it's Sunshine Coast Firebirds. Not too sure off the top of my head because yeah. with netball, um, but there's been rumors that like he's also going to move up with them, and if that's happening, yeah, I did then that. um, he could go up either Brisbane or Gold Coast. I, I, yeah, I was running Gold Coast, but I'd, I don't I'd, think it won't that's happen. Gonna happen? No, I don't think it will. It's it's but, sort of like, and we'll get in now. And I think I think as well, it's 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 in the same vein as to go to Carlton. It just won't happen. You know, it's no. It's so, the sort of it's the sort so of ludicrous rumors that get thrown it, out during trade. It pretty much period has been ruled out that he won't be going to Carlton to Goey. That's what I've seen. Um, oh, sorry about that. Um, but I'm not. Uh, I think it's like the Bombers or something. The other team that yeah, no, yeah, looking at, as well. Looking at the Goey. Um, now I know we looked more in depth. I don't think that's gonna uh, happen. I think we, I know we looked a bit more in depth about Essendon. Um, but it seems very evident. Now I was really, I was watching True Footy's, um, trade sort of thing with two of Essendon this week. True Footy, by the way, great YouTube channel, would really recommend watching. Um, yeah. and they, yeah. and they were saying that Danaher apparently has been fed up with Essendon's medical staff, which got me thinking a bit. And, and then it made me think. Who's this Danaher? Yeah. And then it made me think, well, in the same vein, Razio Fantasia. Now he has. Not officially, officially, but semi-officially requested to come back to SA, where obviously he, you know, where he's born and where he grew up. So, but you oh, think, yeah, if, yeah. but you think, if if Danaher's having problems with the medical staff, you think Arazio would be as well. You'd think then, 
Well, if both of them go to clubs who you might be a bit more set up, I know the Crows medical staff's quite good um, and they have been for a very long time. And same with yep. Brisbane's. Yep. That if they can get Danaher and Orazio fit, Essendon are going to be kicking themselves because... 100%. Because you, you look at it, Orazio probably won't, and the Crows probably won't go for Orazio past the third rounder to them or a th- third or second no, rounder. No, I don't think. I, I don't think for the Crows that's worth it. I don't think going to happen. Um, but yeah, so I think it was the Crows list manager. Yeah, uh, it was the management team. Adam, Adam, Adam Keller, the head of football. Yeah. Yeah, that that said, he he wants to come back to South Australia, and the Crows are in the box seat. Like, they're going to be shaped up because we were talking about last episode, but they're also going to get Jackson Haley from the Giants. Yeah, and, and the draft um, hand's very strong, so they're very, in a very good position for trading as well. Yeah. And, and if yeah. I get banned one for Brad Crouch, that'll be picked too. So that's... Or, or if you go sorry, if you go to North Melbourne, as people are anticipating, then that'll be picked too in band one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, so I, I saw people so suggesting... The you go. I saw people... Thank you. I saw people suggesting during the week that they could do a sign and trade Give Brad Crouch to Essendon, pay them the that Essendon. little, yeah, pay pay them a little bit more so they get ban- crows get banned one, and then the crows yep. o- overpay for Razio a little bit so everyone's happy. Yeah, which which um, did pique my interest a little bit. That, that I thought that, that was very, I thought that was very 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 good idea. I thought that was very reasonable. I thought, you know, if they, if they can, then you know, if they can do that, that might be the way the crows go because then they get a Razio, they'll still get banned one, and you know, and they might give up. Pick twenty, maybe they might give up the the Rory Atkins compo pick, whatever that may be, but they'll be happy. I think. Yeah. And I think if they can get, I think for the Crows, they can get Orazio and Haitley and pick up and get you know three first round draft picks. That is a successful off season to, of the likes of the clubs they've ever seen before. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting trade period, um, an exciting one. For the Crows. Oh, yeah. I think as a Crows fan, like, and today John Olsen, um, the former Premier of South Australia for the 2000s, um, got elected chairman. Chairman, yeah. I, taking, I, I didn't read that. I, I didn't taking see place that. Uh, end of the month. I think that starts, end of October. Yeah, I, I, I did see that come through. So, so I, I, was watching press, I was watching the press conference and I think the way he spoke, he's a great man. Now, he, he did work at the SANFL and helped get the Adelaide Oval uh, agreement done. He'd also worked with getting Adelaide and Port Adelaide's licenses back to the clubs themselves. Yeah. As Sandful chair. So he's definitely got a very good mind. And and his two main goals were results and getting a new hub in the uh in the C B D or near the C B D for the Crows. Right now, Westlake's now Josh, you're obviously based in Canberra, so you're might uh, you're probably not as clued up in this. Oh, is is this with Westlake? Yeah, so Westlake's obviously towards the city in Adelaide is about Yeah. Twenty yeah, like, thirty I, minutes from the city, and it's quite a desolate uh, area. I know, I do know where it is, um, but if you told me, like, you just gave me a blank map and said, "Oh, where's Westlake?" I'm, yeah, yeah but so Westlake is an area is quite. This is for place for non uh, Adelaide viewers or listeners of the of the podcast. Um, isn't isn't exactly very you know very functional. It's not to it's not it's quite out the way from everything unless you live out that way. And it's you know it's it's in it's in a bit of a inconvenient spot. But if they go to the CBD and and they wanna they wanna engage the fans more because that's because the Crows used to have the shed at Westlakes and because Footy Park was there yeah. as well. That's where the fans would go after games and the players would go there after games and it used to be a really good atmosphere. So yeah. they're trying to create something like that to happen again. So they're going to the 
because North Adelaide Aquatic Centre was the proposed spot, and I think that more than likely, especially under John Olsen, should go ahead, which I'm I'm personally really looking forward to. I think there was a public footy oval proposed and a public aquatic centre in within the facilities proposed for West Lakes. Yeah, for for North Adelaide. Sorry. Oh, um, I was off. As yeah, as the developments are all starting to kick off for West Lakes, I think as a training base for Adelaide, it's probably not ideal. They want to be, yeah. you know, closer to the heart of the city because you know. You know, you got Port Adelaide, who are located in Alberton in Port Adelaide, so they're in the heart. But Adelaide yep. should be in Adelaide, not in West Lakes, if that makes sense. Yeah, like I think, I think you know, it's, it's all it about should the be heart. More in up because with um, the two W teams, I know um, West Coast recently moved in. I think it was last year to their yes, new nice. uh, the new facility, and then the Dockers they're down uh, Fremantle away, so. Yeah, that, you know, that makes all uh, sense. Cockburn Central something. But um, that, that definitely is past, um, like, down Fremantle Way. It's like their base in in their areas. And with the two South Australian teams, uh, the Giants are based, like, the west of Sydney and then Sydney are, like, in Sydney. Yeah, then Gold Coast, obviously, in Gold Coast, to Brisbane, yeah, and, and, and Brisbane. And so and Brisbane it's Gabba, it's so. sort of like, yeah, like, I think for Adelaide, it's like, it they they should be in the CBD and and if there's areas around the parklands and obviously this is again you wouldn't know a heap Josh but there's that much empty real estate in the parklands it's ridiculous like there's if all the crows would have to do is go to the council and get approval yeah. if they could then you know it would be incredible and I think the base in North Adelaide is ideal um yeah but also you know on the on the crows front and somewhat related to the crows but it's not. Don Pike today also signing on yeah. as an assistant coach with Sydney, his first footy gig since the Crows head coach role. What do you think yeah. of that? I, 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 now, I was speaking to um, before the podcast before yeah, we started, we and, and I suggested that I reckon Don Pike might succeed John Longmire at Sydney. This might be their plan. Um, That would not be surprising um, for me, either him or um, we're also saying Dean Cox, who's already there. Um, because uh, John Lamar, John Lamar has been there since 2011, so he will be heading to his tenth or tenth or eleventh yeah. season now with the Swans. So his time is slowly coming. Um, but who knows? Like he, like he could still be going on for the next few years. But it's definitely a way because they already know Don Pike has been coaching and he has coached and he has the a grand final. Yeah, he's, and he's got finals to a grand final. Um, but. Yeah, but I think, yeah. and, I, and I think I speak for a lot of Crows fans when I say when Pike was in charge, he was quite blunt with a lot of his decisions. He was quite um, stubborn. Where when it came to bringing in youth to the side, he, he wasn't the best at it at all. At, at all, he, you know, I think no. I think he relied on a lot of older players, and you know that's why last season we had the oldest yeah, players in the AFL, which you know wasn't good. I think I think Horse, as much as he's probably now a bit more of an old campaigner, one of the longer tenured coaches in the AFL. He he he's one to be able to lead Sydney through a rebuild, and if not, and I think I said yeah. also to you was Dean Cox maybe the other one to succeed, and I'd like to see Dean Cox ahead head coach. Yeah. I think he'd be really good, but yeah, well, well for me as um, our West Coast fan, it'd be great to see him coaching. Um, but oh, I I think he will get one at some stage. Yeah, Coxie. Um. It'll, it'll just be interesting when because he he's been with the Swans for I think 
three years now because he retired at the end of 2014. So he's definitely been a few years with John mm. Meyer. So he, he knows how it works and he knows um, the ways around it. And I think the culture um, that Sydney has, but it's it's not the a culture bad idea. that Sydney has as well is very good for coaches. Because Sydney's it Sydney's is, culture has always been very very highly regarded by a lot of people. I think now, like Matthew Nix was their peak of the um, the Bloods culture under Paul Roos, and you know, and that and that you know you can yep. sort of see bits of that coming through Adelaide now, and you know it's sort of renowned culture at the Swans and such as in say of Hawthorne, you know, coaches. If you get coaches from those couple clubs that, you know, those coaches and the culture of those, you know, it's, it's bred for success, then you're winning, really. Yeah, so cause that happened a few times before. Yeah. So I think they've had um, – there's definitely there's, – I think there's like four or five now that's been an assistant coach under Clark Oden. They've gone to the old side. And, like, so you've got Chris Fagan with Brisbane and they're heading yeah. to a Premier final. Beveridge won the um, cup. Adam Simpson won. Beveridge. Danny Hardwick. Simpson. Um, hard work, and then the other one is Brendan Bolton, who who was only at the and Blues Scott for two Burns years. Has just um, signed with the they, they can get so there's that too. He did, yeah. So I'm pretty sure yeah. we talked about that, but yeah. So there's an absolute the lineage of Hawthorne like, assistants that, and it's one of the most common themes in the NFL. Anyway, we'll move on from the whole coaching front because I think that's quite quite a can of worms. Yep. And and with Crows, um, there's probably the big, um, not the big fish, but the big. Trading news coming out the past few, past few days is Big Demon Braden yes. Bruce, um wants to wants to move on and go to Brilliant the Giants, nice. which would be uh, his third club. I, I think, think it's a great I, move. I think honestly, we're, going to go to the, to the D's was probably a bit of a silly career choice considering that you, you knew you yeah, knew you'll be Max Gorn. competing with Max Gorn in the Rock. You know you know you're just going to be a backup. Yeah. But I think him going to the Giants, Mumford is more than likely going to retire. Source is already retired. Number one ruck outright, and he's a bloody yeah. good. He's a talented ruck as well. I think that's a brilliant move. I don't know if there's that needs to be much more said about it. I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, that it it definitely is the the right move. Um, uh, for him to go. And to I don't the think the D's. He's necessarily required player of the D's, so it's quite a smart move. I feel. No, he's not because they they also got uh, what's his name, the the tall guy that Luke Jackson from WA. Him, yeah. So, and they've also got him, who who has so yeah, he's, he's, like, he's been playing also, as well. So, uh, I like him to uh, Nick yeah. Nui in his draft years. So, especially with like his his jump, his yeah. height. So, yeah. So, like at the time, Bruce didn't know that was going to happen, but but now it's happened. They've got Jackson, yeah. Excuse me. Um, and and they still got Gorn. You still got uh, years left. Probably maybe. Yeah, he's, he's, just, he's just starting um, to reach his prime now, which is but still pretty scary to think. 100%. because he also made, um, not sure what number all Australian is, but he did make the yeah. Australian squad this year as a backup to Nick Nanui, who's, who's definitely so, the best I think in the whole this comp. next one would probably be our last uh, point of business. There isn't, there isn't a, a lot. I think we've covered it pretty quick, actually, from what, what's been there this week. Nah, because it's only so, yeah. two games. Um, so the Crow, the AFL, sorry, handed down a suspension to Crows pair Tyson Stengel and Brad Crouch. I think Stengel got ten games. Yeah, so I think Stengel was it ten? No, or... oh wait, ten, ten or games. eight? No, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, 
No, I'm pretty sure Stengel oh. got four games. I, uh, yeah, because I know Stengel got more because of a second offence, and then I, I'm sure I know Brad definitely got two. I thought Stengel got a lot more. Hey, I'm I'm pretty sure he got more, but like half of them. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. That, that's normally that's normally what they do a lot. Like I didn't read the article. Now, actually, not. Uh, my opinion about is, that. I think it's a good move that the AFLs had to do this at Adelaide. I think that. The fact that yeah. that will mean any club, so it stops from Brad Crouch waiving that suspension, which I think is really good. Um, yeah. yeah, and they thought also said that even if those players decide to move on, this suspension exactly. will still be there. Which, which I think is really a new club. So if, if Brad Crouch goes to Geelong, which he, he probably or, or will, north, still. Um, or, or North, but you would think it will be more likely Geelong yeah. at the moment. Um, he was, the two game suspension will yeah. still be there. And he'll still have to serve and miss week one, week two. So I think he'll still be able to play in preseason because they did that with uh, Andy yeah. Gaff um, in 2019 while he was still having his mm. suspension. Um, so he'll he's still be able to play, like still train, but it'll just be week one, week two that he won't be able to compete in, which is. It definitely is the right. Oh, for call. sure. And I'm, I'm, um, I think especially the fact that Stengel has with, gotten with the I think the fact that, that Stengel's got. gotten more good from the AFL as well. I think it shows a bit of consistency with everything. Um, yeah, and give it yeah. a second. So I think that's us done, Joshy. Yeah. Um, and also quickly, news that the AFL I think was yesterday, so definitely later than usual because they normally announce it. Star finals, but the grand yes, final, entertainment. Um, the entertainment. So is DMA's uh, Shepherd. Um, the leading of yep, Wolf was... Mother. Yeah, Shepherd. So they'll be and and there's a few others. I think it's uh, Electric yeah. Fields was one of them. So they were former Eurovision um, contestant, like from I the Australian DMA. body. I think DMA's the vote. Territory I'm I'm critically keen to see DMA's yeah, perform. Yeah, and. And they've extended the half-time yes, break that's, 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 that's also huge, the half-time entertainment, which is where yeah. Shepard will be. And I think it's actually a good call because it's a night grand final. I think it'll it'll add to the get the half-time entertainment going and and test out like the, what they can experience, like the lights. Yeah, it'll be it'll be that. good because maybe it could be something in the near future and have I more night grand finals. I want to see Mike Brady come and do up there because at halftime with a bevy load of about hundred thousand dollars worth of pyro. I want to see yeah. that happen. Well, 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 he's already doing it. Pre-game, pre-game, after-game, all um, Mike Brady everywhere. That's that's all I want. Pure Mike Brady. There's definitely a few people who who aren't happy. That oh, who cares? That. Screw um, them. No, Mike but, Brady everywhere. But it, 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 it's, it's definitely a good way because, like, even myself, I'm more used to the day grand final. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting, um, though. And, and, and people are saying, why we have a night grand final? But this is probably the only way they'll be able to test it because it's in Brisbane. The, the whole season's been in Brisbane. Like, it hasn't been in Melbourne. Why not? I test it out now with the whole season being weird. Yeah, let's that's make it, it. A bit weird. I think we, we discussed weird, it last but, week as well. But yeah, have the experience. Yeah, so it, with the night grand, the night grand final and the entertainment they're going to have, um, it's definitely going to be, excuse me, um, really yeah, interesting sure. how it goes about it. But I, yeah, I'm I am really as well. So anyway, I think that's us done. Uh, I've been Batesy. I've been Josh. Cows, we get cow. Cows. And Next episode, cows absolutely sure. it. We don't know what's happened to him, but he's character with what's he spec. Yeah. Um, um yeah, I, I've we have been happened, the so. unique individuals, uh, with two out of the three, and we'll uh hopefully see yep. you with a full cast um, next week. Goodbye. Good.